0: Hey, and welcome to the short stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and this is short stuff, the shortest stuff of all the stuffs. Stuffer? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you calling stuffer? I'm calling you a stuffer, buddy. Oh, yeah? You're a born and bred stuffer. Stuff it. <laughs> stuff it like Pizza Hut's stuffed crust cheese. Oh stuffed man. cheese stuffed crust. I haven't had Pizza Hut in so long. Uh, yeah, I haven't in a little while either.
1: I had to order a garbage pizza the other night though, for the first time in probably twenty something years.
0: Whoa, are you calling Pizza Hut a garbage pizza? It wasn't
1: Pizza Hut. It was another big brand of delivery pizza. But I, uh, you know, we usually get the good pizza in the neighborhood, like the neighborhood pizzerias. Sure, that's also you know some of it's wood fired. It's nice. I don't know sure. if I call every it fancy pizza,
0: but good stuff. You, but every once in a while you want you know.
1: Well, I got shut out. It was during the World Series and Halloween, so that's like a huge pizza night. Uh huh. And they ran out of stuff to make pizza, literally. Yeah. And so I was forced to turn to the garbage pizza. Uh uh-huh. And you know what? It was delicious.
0: <laughs> yes, of course it is. It's terrible. It's terrible for you. There's nothing good about no. it, but it is
1: delicious. It was too. really great. It had been so long. I was like, man, I forgot about
0: the garbage pizzas. So, uh, and you're still not going to say which one, even though you're ultimately saying it was delicious, huh? That's fine. I'm just, I, I think that's remarkable. Okay. Um, Chuck, when you picked up the phone, because I'm assuming you did this old old school style and used a landline. I did it. Picked up the phone. Landline, but sure. And called <laughs> uh, the uh, garbage pizza company that when they answered the phone, you said, mayday, mayday, mayday. I need a pizza stat. No, I said, pan, 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 pan. Oh, there you go. <laughs> very and nice. And they said, do you want a pan pizza? <laughs> and you'd say, no. I, and please don't interrupt me because I'm supposed to say it three times. <laughs> right. Pan pan. Oh,
1: very funny. This is about Mayday, the word we want to thank. LiveMint.com, mm-hmm. uh, Wonderopolis.org, scienceabc. Today I found out in the Government of Canada website was pretty handy.
0: Sure. Um, so we're talking about Mayday, and everybody knows that Mayday is a distress call. Um, And everybody probably has a better handle on what to do in a mayday distress call than you'd think. Because from doing this research, it seems that just about every mayday distress call I've seen in a movie or on TV was pretty accurate, it turns out.
1: Yeah. um, What you do is you say it three times, like you said. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to do it three times because there, there are a couple of reasons. They don't want to be confused. First of all, they don't want to mistake it for another word. If you just say it once. So just literally reiterating mayday, they won't say, did they say payday? (laughs) Those are not that great. (laughs) No, they're not. Um, So that's one reason you repeat it three times. Another reason, or it could be noisy and, uh, you know, in a plane or on a boat or something. And the other reason is that they know that you are calling for the mayday yourself. Like you yourself are in trouble and you are not relaying a call about a mayday from someone else, which is uh, something we'll get to called a mayday relay.
0: Um, Or, and you're not talking about, I think like you were saying that, you know, you're not talking about some Mayday call that happened three years ago that was just so great. Oh, yeah, like the best Mayday call you've ever heard. (laughs) Yeah. Right, yeah. So so you do want to say it three times, Mayday, Mayday, Mayday. And then right after that, you've got got their attention and you're on stage and they want to hear what you have to say. So you're going to follow that up with um, what aircraft or uh, ocean-going craft you are. Um, If you have some sort of call number or sign or whatever, you'd want to include that there. Then you're going to tell them exactly what the problem is. Um, You're taking on water, uh, which is a problem whether you're an aircraft or an ocean-going craft. (laughs) You don't want to take on water in an airplane. No. uh, You want to tell them where you're located or the last place your known location was Mm -hmm. and maybe what direction you've been traveling in. You want to talk about the weather, but not chewing the fat talking about the weather. You want to say specifically what kind of weather you're having in case you've got problems. (laughs) What else? What else,
1: Chuck? Oh, let me see. Well, basically, how many people are aboard, that might be a nice thing to mention. Sure. Uh, what and, kind of help you want? Yeah, and that that's sort of the big one is, um, you know, my plane is going down over
0: this part of the ocean, and please send a boat. Yeah. Like, they'll would, probably know what to do, but. Of, yeah. I would have been like, please send another plane, but yeah, that wouldn't make any sense. You'd want a boat. You would want please a send boat. A, please send a giant trampoline. <laughs>
1: uh so i say we take our break now and then leave it as a cliffhanger as to where the word mayday came from to begin with nice one all right we'll be right back
0: Okay, Chuck, we're talking about the origin of the Mayday distress call. Where did it come from?
1: Well, it started in 1923. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was was an idea of this guy named Frederick Mockford. He was a radio officer at uh, Croydon Airport in London. Mm -hmm. And they were were looking for a word. They said, hey, we need a word um, that somebody can say that everyone knows as a distress signal. And it's got to be really easily understood. Everyone has got to be able to get on board with this thing. And we don't want to go to a marketing department. So we'll just go right to the, <laughs> to the people who do this. And he said, and, you know, they've been using SOS like Morse code. But since they were using radio communications more and more, they said, we need an actual word. And help isn't good because people say the word help just in conversation. Yeah. Uh, so Let you, me help you. Yeah. So you don't want to, like send off false alarms it's got to be something really independent from other words like that and i think a lot of the air traffic at the time was between that airport and an airport in paris so he proposed uh a french word
0: yeah a french phrase actually venez medir and he said let's use the shortened one of made air means help venez Fenez Medair means come help me. Apparently, it's also frequently translated as lend a hand, come like lend me a hand. But the literal translation is come help me. Send a boat. (laughs) Send a giant trampoline. And so he said, How about Medair? And they said, Oh, it's even better. How about this? May day. Let's use a word that doesn't even exist, although it does exist, but one that (laughs) no one would ever use. Uh, in normal conversation, and certainly not three times in a row. Like, you wouldn't say, like, um, that Mayday, Mayday, Mayday party was the greatest <laughs> Mayday, Mayday, Mayday party I've ever been to. Yeah, like the Mayday celebration. Right. right. Like in, um, uh, what was the follow-up to? Midsomer? um Yes, thank you, buddy. That's right. Uh, people liked it.
1: Uh, people started using it. They said, this is great. Uh, And three years later, four years later, it was officially adopted by the International Radio Telegraph uh, Convention of Washington. And then I think it took – I think it was mainly for planes. And what I think I figured out is it was 1948 is when it became uh, a a nautical term as well.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because, yeah, it says that it was official in 48, but this Radio Telegraph Convention adopted it in 1927. Yeah,
1: I think boats – Got on board a little bit later.
0: That's weird because there were way more boats than planes in 1927. I don't know. Maybe they were
1: uh, didn't get on board with the radio communications as quickly.
0: That seems foolish, but okay. All right. Maybe we'll they were still in that. the Morse code. So, um, there's another way to send a distress call. And it, you mentioned it earlier, the Mayday Relay, which is fun to say. Hey. Um. The Mayday relay is if you know that another vessel's in trouble, but their communications equipment is knocked out, you can relay a Mayday request on their behalf, and it follows pretty much the similar um, the similar format. Um, it's just you're calling on behalf of that other vessel, right? Yeah,
1: and I guess there could be a Mayday relay relay too. Sure. I guess it can go on and on if uh, if you're not able to get a message to people, you can relay it through other. Planes and boats.
0: But the problem is, though, is by the time it finally gets to, like, air traffic control, it comes out as Purple Monkey Dinosaur. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old telephone game. Yeah. Good stuff. So
0: let's say you make a, a mayday call and you're just joking. Not funny. They wouldn't. Nobody would consider that a big whoop, right?
1: It's a big whoop in the U.S. You can get fined. Uh, you can go to jail for six months. I'm sorry, six years to jail you can i have a feeling it's more like you pay a fine and suspended sentence but it's a hefty fine yeah. can be up to a quarter of a million bucks and uh, it's one of those deals where if they call out the coast guard you gotta you gotta pay them back the money that it costs to run that operation
0: i saw some somebody in florida in 2009 uh, was caught giving a hoax mayday call and ended up having to pay the coast guard back $906,000 for the for the the search that was mounted. Wow. Yeah, and well you should too. If you knowingly purposefully call out the coast guard oh, sure. for kicks and they spend 906 grand, the coast guard should be made whole of that 906 grand out of your pocket jerk.
1: And they were, he was like, "Why was it that much?" and he said, "Well, we built a really nice new boat for your call." <laughs> right.
0: We use the gold-plated boats for that call. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> we ordered we ordered some really expensive dinner that night.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you don't yeah, want to pay the we, Coast Guard back.
0: We got takeout from Outback that night. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that too, Chuck. By the way,
1: uh, I mentioned Pan Pan earlier as kind of a joke. Apparently, and I've never heard this before in my life, but apparently Pan Pan, and this is another uh, thing that we nicked from the French. Uh, it's from P A N N E, meaning breakdown or mm-hmm. trouble. Um, they apparently "pan pan" is to be used if it's not life threatening, but you still need help, and you also say it three times.
0: Yes, Th- that's a really important thing. Um, you want to say these things three times, or that's what gets everybody's attention, right? That's right. So um, that means the Tom Petty song in French is "pan pan." Go, Go ahead, ahead and give, give it, it to, to me. me. <laughs> 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 oh, I love good that stuff. Okay, so um "pan pan" is where you're you're basically saying like I've got a pretty uh, like a noteworthy emergency here, but it's probably not life-threatening. Somebody on board our boat um has uh has fallen and broken their kneecap. They're probably not going to die, but they really want to get off this boat. Can you come help us as soon as possible kind of thing or um There's a, we we actually have a breakdown, like our boat is broken down. We're not in any kind of threat because the weather's fine or whatever, but we do need some help. That's when you would use pan That's right. There's another one, too, that I could barely find. I found, I found it referenced in one article on Wikipedia, Chuck. Oh, really? Um, And that was it. Uh, But it's security. And I don't know if you say it. Securite or something like that, but it's spelled S-C-C-U-R-I-T-E. Yeah, Uh, I think it's from the French as well.
1: This may have been from the uh, Government of Canada website, which would Mm -hmm. make sense.
0: But this one makes a lot of sense. You'd say security, 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 if that's how you say it. And then you just immediately proceed and talk about something that's like there's a giant rock that wasn't there before in the shipping lane. Uh, Be careful of that. Or there's a shipping container that fell overboard. Mm -hmm. Like you're letting somebody know about a a hazard, bad weather, something like that. You're not asking for help. You're just making sure that everybody who needs to know knows about that.
1: That's right. Uh, And then this is neither here nor there in terms of distress, but something you will, uh, this is a movie trope that always bugs me. So (laughs) I threw it in there. If you ever see someone in a movie, say over and out. It's a screenwriter who doesn't know anything about radio communication. (laughs) No one who knows what they're doing says over and out because over means I'm done talking and I'm ready for you to respond. Mm -hmm. And... Out means that you're done and you're leaving. So you would never say over and out. You might say over or out. Right? <laughs> you decide. Right. I'll wait here, but never over and out.
0: Man, that's um. I love that though. I wonder who was the first screenwriter to do that.
1: I don't know.
0: I hope somebody minute. I want to find out. Did you ever see the what was it? The Secret Life of Sherlock Holmes? No. I did not like it, Chuck. I didn't like it, and I thought I would. Uh, Okay, well, that's it. Chuck's done talking. I'm done talking now, too, and that means uh, short stuff is out.
1: Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite
0: shows.